This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 17, verses 10 through 13. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Beroea. When they had arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Many of them therefore believed, also of the prominent Greek women, and not a few men. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Beroea also, they came there likewise, agitating the multitudes. Verse 11. Now these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Through Luke's writing here, the Holy Spirit is commending these Bereans for examining the scriptures daily to see if what Paul and the others preached and laid out before them aligned with God's word. Acts 17.11 says, They were more noble than those in Thessalonica, who apparently didn't receive the word with as much readiness of mind and didn't test what they heard with the holy writings. When we are under preaching and teaching, we should be open-minded, ready to receive what's being said, willing to find proof for it in the Bible. However, if what's being set forth before us can't be clearly verified by Scripture, we should definitely be skeptical. And if it directly contradicts Scripture, we should outright reject it. Don't just take everything you hear from a preacher or Bible teacher immediately as gospel truth. Use discernment. Compare what they say about a certain subject with what the Bible says. Pray for wisdom and discernment. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-21 exhorts, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. And 1 John 4, 1 warns, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone into the world. The Apostle John goes on to say, We are from God, Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And that's 1 John 4, 6. So we are to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Whatever doesn't align with the apostles' teaching is not from God. So I'd encourage anyone listening to these podcasts to test everything you hear with the Bible. We want you to go to the source of truth and discover these things yourself. You see, our heart is to share God's Word, point people to His Word, and get people in the Word. We're not threatened with people testing what we share with the Bible. We want to be held accountable to the veracity of the Bible, and we want you to hold fast to everything that is good and reject what is not from God. I was raised in Mormonism before I knew Christ. In my experience, that religion really didn't care to hold themselves accountable to the Bible. Rather, they'd 
pick and choose Bible passages often out of context, this seemed to support their false doctrines while steering clear of many of the Bible passages that directly confronted or opposed them. For example, when I was a Mormon in high school, it was required that we attended a daily seminary class every school day before school started. This class was about an hour long, if I recall. And I'm pretty sure every year we focused on like a specific book of LDS scripture. One year was the Book of Mormon, an extra biblical book, Mormons Revere as Scripture. Another year we studied the Doctrine and Covenants, an additional extra biblical collection of writings, the Mormons view as Scripture. And if I recall correctly, another year was the Old Testament, and another year the New Testament. The small portion of time we studied through the Bible, my experience was that we often only read through selected passages, sometimes skipping entire chapters or portions of Scripture, and sometimes only touching a few verses from an entire chapter, and that often out of context. There was no, like, verse-by-verse expositional teaching of God's Word. If something we read in the Bible didn't seem to align with Mormon teachings and doctrines, we are trained to simply assume the Bible was wrong, that it must have been translated incorrectly or been corrupted at some point through the centuries. We tested what we read in the Bible against what our religion taught and against our feelings, rather than testing our feelings and what our religion taught against God's Word. You see, God's Word is what's immutable. It can't be tampered with or changed. Truth is truth. What ought to change is our wrong beliefs, attitudes, actions, practices, and doctrines that don't align with the truth of the Bible. Not trusting in the Bible as God's Word, as an authoritative and final authority on truth, was a dangerous and slippery slope. It led in my life to idolatrous religious practices, harmful to me and others who participated because our beliefs and practices weren't tested against the Bible. We simply went along for the ride, trusting in men and what they said, rather than in God and what He says. Not trusting in the Bible is like being lost in a dangerous forest and refusing to use your compass and map, which could lead you to safety. When you don't test the spirits with God's Word, you're putting yourself in a compromising situation. You're more likely to be deceived, to receive a different spirit than God's Holy Spirit, to accept a false and damning gospel. For example, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, For I feel a divine jealousy for you, since I betrothed you to one husband, to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. And that's from 2 Corinthians 11, 2-4. And Paul goes on to warn, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And that's 2 Corinthians 11:14 14 and 15. You see, we protect ourselves against deception by testing everything with the scriptures. Those Jews in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica 
and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. We should do the same. Verse 12. Many of them therefore believed, also of the prominent Greek women, and not a few men. Many more of those in Berea received the word with readiness of mind and tested what they heard with the scripture compared to those in Thessalonica. Would it be a surprise then that many of them in Berea therefore believed? Verse 13. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there likewise, agitating the multitudes. Wow, the pattern continues. The fifth city now in Paul's missionary escapades, where angry mobs riled up by unbelieving Jews, have ran him out of town. As mentioned earlier in the study through this chapter of Acts, wasn't the first time and probably wouldn't be the last. Again, what patterns of opposition and struggle do you encounter in your own efforts to live out God's call for your Christian life? What zeal they had against the work of Christ and His kingdom's growth. Why is it the enemy and his followers often seem to have more zeal, take more action in their pursuits against truth, than Christians often have for proclaiming the truth and taking up action for Christ's sake? Fortunately, Paul had twice their zeal. Know any modern-day Pauls? Just remember, if there's persecution because of the name of Christ, we're doing something right. If we live life without ever encountering any pushback or opposition from the enemy, then maybe we have to ask if we're fence-sitters, not directly engaging in the spiritual battle. Are we willing to join the fight? Enter the ring? Engage for the sake of the gospel, knowing there will likely be a cost? Taking a stand could mean losing a job, losing a relationship, being slandered, being imprisoned, or even martyred. It could mean agitated bosses, friends, crowds. The word of God was regularly proclaimed openly by Paul before the people wherever he went. And wherever the word was openly proclaimed, persecution seemed to regularly follow. Some people would receive the word, others would reject it, and often the Jews would reject it with great zeal doing everything in their power to stomp out the message and its impact. Like these Jews of Thessalonica came all the way over to Berea, agitating the people against Paul and his message. I thank you, Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. We are to receive God's kingdom as a child to enter in Receive Jesus and believe in His name And we will become His children If you ask God for some friend Will He in return give us stone? And He is Child would turn away from worldly 
Read God's Word from the Adams Road album Tongues of Fire. The heart is deceitful above all things, who can understand it? And out of the heart comes false witness. How do we know the truth from error? We shouldn't believe every spirit For in the world are many false prophets So test everything Hold to what is good And don't trust feelings Hold to the when Paul taught Christ to the Bereans They examined the scriptures To see if what he said was true And Peter heard the voice of God When Jesus was transfigured 
was more sure So test everything Hold to what is good And don't trust feelings Hold to the prophetic word When Jesus was tempted by the devil was Prophetic Word from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 17, verses 13 through 16. Grace and peace be with you all.